Hi, I'm Jin. Hi, I'm Stephanie. And welcome to Knowledge Post College, where we talk about life in and after college. Before we get started with our episode, let's have an icebreaker. In light of February and Valentine's Day, we will be discussing Singles Inferno for our icebreaker. So the question is, Jen, which couple were you rooting for and did they end up together? That's a really good question. I really enjoyed Singles Inferno. It was funny because I was watching it and I was obsessed and then like I finished it. And I remember you texting me like seeing that you started and then you were like texting me all these characters and all the people and how you thought of them. And it was funny to see how you're kind of couple that you rooted for changed over the time that you watched the show but for me I think I also switched but I think the uh, couple that I supported and really hoped uh, for them to get end up together was Yewon with the Ta Seungwon I feel like that was his name I forget but the guy who came last and was a dancer and I really think they vibed together in the short amount of time that they hung out and it was I really was like there was a little bit of hope because um you know they were like flirty and then he was like telling um other people like oh she's super like super pretty and all that and like she had super like she had really good chemistry with him too saying saying how like she had such a good time in the short amount of time that she talked to him and so I really supported them but obviously they didn't end up together which was sad but um I actually recently saw their YouTube video that they filmed together and the chemistry was off the charts in that video. So honestly, yeah, they didn't end up together in the show. But who knows? Maybe it's um, not fully closed off after the show. But that is who I supported. Who did you support, Stephanie? I supported multiple couples, but I'll, I'll just share the main one that I yeah. supported. Um, but to what you said... Um, I saw one of their videos, not both of their videos, but it was really good. Um, and I'm excited to see the next one that they've done together. I also have a follow-up question for you. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll, should I answer or should I ask you the question first? Yeah, why, why don't you ask first and then we'll conclude my section and then go off to yours. But we'll question. I was going to say, like, um, the dancer guy came, like, later on in the season. So who did you root for in the beginning before he came on then? Yeah, that's a good one. I think I rooted for, now I forgot everyone's name, but the- Just describe them. (laughs) No, I literally forgot everyone's name, but the one who was, the girl who was super fit and tan, um, what was her name again? Do you remember? So Yun, yeah, So Yun, yeah. She's and she's an ex K-pop idol. So I didn't know that. Did you know that? Yeah, no, I only knew that after. But go off, Queen. Up with the other, Han, Harry, chested guy. I forgot his name again. Do you remember? I think it was Jintek, but I think I'm saying it wrong. It is Jintek. But anyways, I supported them. But I feel like in the middle. Um, it just kind of went away. I'm glad they ended up together because I do think they look good together, but I feel like they both did things that were not the best, you know? So that was kind of like shady, but also was still happy that they ended up together um, because they were the first couple that I supported. I still supported them in the end, but I think I was rooting more for yet one and the new dancer guy. Yeah, and I feel like the, you know what I thought yeah, one and the new dancer guy gave off um, the vibes of like you know in startup the good boy, good boy, and Su- Susie, whatever her character name was, the opposite. Where like Yeah, one was like the good boy, where she I feel like she didn't take her shot too much. Um, she her shot because maybe she was more shy and all that. And then, I don't know, I don't know, just gave me that vibe. Maybe it's also just because I just saw TikTok videos of the startup, too. And then I also have been seeing a lot of TikTok singles Inferno, so I'm just trying to combine. 
Yeah, the vibes I got. It was just like second lead character vibes that I got with that couple. But anyways, what about you? Who's the couple that you supported? Yeah, so um, I supported the same second couple that you supported. No Which was Soyeon and Jinjek. Oh, Wait, no. I mean, I, I like them too. I mean, like I, I supported multiple couples. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think um, if I had to choose one, yeah, I think it would be Soyeon and Jintek. Um, yeah. Just because something about first, you know, impressions, because I've watched them first um so that just left me an impression like in the beginning he was like pretty determined to only chase after her like he would pull her aside and like sit next to her and he would like read poetry or something and they looked really good together going off into paradise and in the middle it was kind of like sus on both ends um and it was kind of upsetting at some point but like also um yeah, it was kind of like sus, and I wasn't sure if they were going to end up together, to be honest, um, because of that in the middle awkwardness. So, like, actually, at the end, when she was supposed to choose someone to go to paradise, I actually wasn't fully confident that she was going to choose him because of the susness that had happened in the middle of the the show. But um, I'm very happy that she pulled the joke and ended up choosing him. And like, I feel like they had such a fun time on paradise each time. Like they used all the amenities. I feel like everyone else like ate a nice dinner, but like they'd be doing like massages and playing bowling and all oh, that true. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was really spicy. fun to watch. Yeah. Their activities. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they're perfect, obviously, but I am really glad that um, they ended up together. I agree. So that was the couple. I think I said that that was their fir- the first couple that I supported. And, I mean, in the end, I did support them. But in the middle, I just had questions like, do you think Soyeon would have ended up with Gentech had Moon told her that, like, he had feelings for her? Let's say that, like, hypothetically, when she confess- confessed to Sehun that like she might have like interest in him like what if he showed that interest back do you think he she wouldn't have seen the opportunity with Sehun versus Jintek and same with Jintek like if Jian was a bit more aggressive and like wanting to get to know him and showed her interest in him do you think that he would have chose like Soyeon all the time because even the first time he said he'd choose Soyeon like for all of the paradise and obviously he didn't have the choice and the second to just only choose Hoyan. So that's how he ended up with Jian. But like, I don't know. Like, what if, like, it just, there's a lot of what ifs in the middle. And I feel like both of them were saying things that were sort of hy- hypocritical. And that's why I'm like, oh, I don't know if they're the best couple to end up together. But the, in the end, it was also like, I enjoyed seeing how they, kind of came together and communicated the differences and I don't know it maybe it's like what we watch isn't like the full picture so I that's why I don't understand it but I feel like in the show it didn't completely show how their miscommunication fully went away so that's why I feel like I ended up rooting for Yeowon and the dancer boy more in the end yeah, yeah, all good points. I mean, I feel like they were both kind of questionable. I think it started off, I'm trying to think back to the show, like, they had a really nice time in Paradise the first night, but then, like, she won the brunch thing, and she didn't invite him, and she invited the two guys who stayed on Paradise, mm-hmm. right? Not stayed in Paradise, stayed in Hell, Infernal Island. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't think, like, Jintek saw that, part of the clip maybe he didn't know why he wasn't chosen like we as the viewer like heard that she chose the losers because like she wanted to give them like a nice brunch and get to know other people but maybe like he was like oh like I thought we had a nice time together but here you are choosing other people right and then and then she apparently said that she purposely chose someone who wouldn't choose her back so then she could stay here with him right Um, but I'm saying is that the truth because she said that like she only chose Moon Seun because she did it. She knew that she would end up in Inferno and like not go to Paradise. But that's not completely the truth, like a hundred percent, because she later admits to Seun like, oh, she might be interested in him, and like she confesses that she gave him the letter the first day and all that. So like, if Seun were to like show her interest, you know, like 
like I feel like she would have at least explored the opportunity. So is it completely the truth when she tells Jintek, like I purposely chose Sehun just to stay in Inferno and not go to Paradise? You know, and I then, feel like she really gave him crap for it, but I feel like she low key wasn't a hundred percent honest either. I also feel like he was like he only wants to go after that one gal, but then then he said yes to go to paradise with Gion. I mean, they they're both questionable and same with yeah, like, I agree. same with like Soyeon. Like I feel like she only shared that she wrote Sehun because he shared with her first. And once she found out that he wrote her a letter, maybe she kind of was like, Oh, well, Gentex with Gion right now. I don't know if she just wanted to, like, have someone. That sounds bad, okay? But I wasn't sure if she was like, oh, like, it seems like Jintek is with Gion and, like, I kind of like Sehun and it seems like he kind of likes me too. So maybe I'll, you know, try this out. And then... See, for me, I was, like, the opposite, you know? Like, because for me, I was, like, in the beginning, she wasn't, like, 100% to Jintek. She just really liked the fact that Jintek was into her. But then she kept, like, saying to other people, like, when other people were like, you guys look good together, she'd be like, really? Like, I don't think we look that good together. And then, like, she'd be like, oh, I don't know, 100%. Like, if, like, blah, blah, blah. But then, obviously, they had their own chemistry, like, when they were hanging out with each other. So, maybe her chain, her mind changed. But, I don't know, like, to other people, she wasn't, like, always like, oh, I'm so into Gentech, like, blah, 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 you know. And I feel like she always had this slight interest in someone from the beginning, at least from what, in my perspective of when I watched the show. So I was like, maybe she's actually. I know where we left off. You were talking about um, Sus, Soyeon, and she had yeah. some interest in Sehun from the start. So maybe she yeah. wanted to go after it. Um, yeah. Is- anyways, we had some technical difficulties. Um, so we had we got cut off a little bit, but now we're back. Um, and totally lost our train back. of thoughts. But yeah. Basically, I feel like there were just some sus things that went on. But I also think it's also because we didn't see the full picture of everything. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of behind the scenes and, like, things and stories that doesn't actually show up in the shows because it's only such a limited amount of time. And the fact that I think they're still together is what other people were saying shows that maybe they were more solid than we actually got to see. So... You know, in the end, very happy for them. What about you? Yeah, I feel like the the producers and editors probably wanted to cut out, like, the spicy parts, too, just to make the show, like, you know, more interesting so we don't get to see the full picture. Um, but I am glad that, like, I feel like they were pretty open about communication towards the end. Like, Jintek called her out, um, and she ended up sitting next to him at the cafeteria <laughs> at some point and she called it out saying that she's making an effort so I True. like the honesty there um I was also gonna say like I feel like even if she approached Sehun and like they ended up going to paradise I feel like it wouldn't work out because like in the beginning she had this thing about like older or younger uh men and like Gentech is younger than her I think but he's still in his 30s I'm pretty sure Sehun's in his 20s oh I didn't even think about that like I forgot what age they were all but I, I remember her saying that, and she was, like, shook that Jintek was younger than her. And he does look like, kind of old. Yeah, and if anything, maybe did also, like, disappoint her a little bit, because she did say, like, she came to the dating show to find someone older and all that. But, um, yeah, maybe that is a good point. And maybe, like, they wouldn't have as much of a similar interest together, so they wouldn't even end up together had they even gone to paradise. Which is oh, a good point. What? I feel like this is off topic, but I, I feel like her and the dancer guy like probably don't have like chemistry. But if they don't talk and just stand next to each other, they look kind of good together. Like looks yeah. like like the physicalness and like Dude, all, all of the contestants look good. So I feel like whoever stands next to who they they will just look good together. Like they were all in an island, and I don't know how they were looking so good every day. Everyone was shook when Sehun was so active because, like, he, like, did not want to exercise. And then, like, he ends up, like, winning all the games. It'd be funny because, like, you you would – I was like, oh, maybe he's just, like, not that athletic. Like, maybe he's just shy, you know, because everyone's, like – 
never wearing clothes like in the beach area like they just all got their swimsuits on but here he went like wearing a hoodie and stuff so I was like oh maybe he's just a shy guy not that athletic you know I feel him I feel like I could be like that too if I'm surrounded by some right like and then he ends up winning everything but then he's actually an undercover super athletic guy and a chef and a chef yeah chef's kisses anyways anyways now that we're done with our fun icebreaker section um, for our second season, we'll be discussing everything Lunar New Year related from superstitions to our different cultures. So it was Lunar New Year this past week, um, welcoming the year of the Typher, and I wanted to talk about some Lunar New Year superstitions that I have been hearing around not just my home but my friends and social media as well so I'm not sure if you've had any superstitions growing up um, but I thought I'd get started and share about the ones I grew up with and the ones I've heard and do you believe in them or what do you think about them please share I'm curious I have seen all over my social media actually so interested to see interested to see what you have on your list yeah, so the number one superstition that I've heard, like, all throughout growing up, like, even without social media, this is the one I grew up with, was that you are not supposed to wash your hair the night before And why is that? Because so I, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't grow up with any superstitions. I don't that there is one that I know of, or at least in my family in Korean culture with Lunar New Year superstitions. Um, but that's why I got like really interested when I saw it all over my social media and through you. And so I don't personally know really the meaning behind all these superstitions. So I would love to learn. So with the hair wa- hair washing thing, like why is it that you're not supposed to wash your hair the night before? Yeah, I realized I said it wrong. You're not supposed to wash it on the day of. Oh, the I day washed of. it the night before. Yeah, you can't wash it the day of. Okay, you can't day, wash it the day, day before. Of. Yeah, okay, day of, day okay. um, Apparently, it means that you're washing away your good luck on the first day. But I don't why? Know if I believe in it, but like, I don't want to risk, you know, True. going against it if I can, like, you know, not wash it for a day. Yeah. Hey, if the world says don't wash your hair, we just call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Yeah. I mean, wait, why is it with hair, though? Like, how does hair relate to fortune or luck? I don't know either, to be honest. I had to search this one up on, like, an infographic on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, And apparently, I think hair in, like, Chinese sounds like fortune. Oh. Do you think it's the character or is it the sound of the character? It's the sound. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, hair. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. And, and did you do that this year? Oh, I don't want to go against these things, you know. So you did all of these superstitions that you're going to mention now? No, I didn't do all of them. I did the ones that I heard mostly growing so I, I yeah. didn't hear all of them. Oh. I only know some yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. We please household. point out the ones that you did do, just because I'm curious. But what, what's, what's next on your list? Apparently hair is very important. So the next thing is also about hair. And you're not supposed to cut your hair in the new year i think for the whole first month so i've heard what no so way. if you want to get a haircut do it before the new year or wait a month after the new year that's crazy that's crazy to me because like when i think of not lunar new year but like new year i think of like you know like changing up your hairstyle and i feel like for regular new years i would like often cut my hair do a lot with my hair even this year for 2022 dyed my hair red you know just to spice spice things up so I'm surprised that for lunar new year traditions like you're not supposed to cut your hair and I'm genuinely really curious about that one like what is the meaning behind that yeah so I feel like most people do it actually like the week right before so they are kind of going into it with like a fresh Mm -hmm. cut but you just can't do it once the time this year yeah 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 and I think it's the same thing where, like, you're cutting away your good fortune that was bestowed on you. On the mm. year. So it goes so, back to the fortune. The fortune. Yeah. Very interesting. And I did, I did follow that one. I got a haircut before the new year because I, yeah. I was like, I can't do it during the month. Um, True. Except you... I got the, the most hideous haircut ever. <laughs> <laughs> At least you managed to go to 2022 no longer with dead ends. 
being able to celebrate your Lunar New Year um, culture slash superstitions. What is next on your list? Yeah, so apparently you're not supposed to hold like a knife or sharp things or scissors, um, which sadly I, I forgot about this one, so I did it. It's, you know, it's you not just a, had to hold a knife, Stephanie. Just had to spread things on my bread, you know. <laughs> just had to. <laughs> so you're not supposed to hold it I didn't hear this one as much growing up so it's not at the top Mm. of my head that's why I forgot but apparently like knife holding and stuff it's like you think of like more hard labor jobs back in the day so starting off the year holding it might mean like being in hard labor for the rest of the year oh wow that's so interesting that that was what it would mean but very interesting i don't see you being in (laughs) i mean who knows maybe now that you've held a knife you're gonna be going into hard labor stephanie yeah or just a tough year i don't know (laughs) tough work that's true that's what i thought would it would mean just like you know a tough year oh i didn't ask did you did you wash your hair cut your hair or hold a knife i did not wash my hair cut my hair Actually, I did probably hold a knife. I don't know because I don't keep track at all because I don't believe in superstitions. But I believe I've held a knife because I've been eating like avocado toast in the morning. And you do indeed need a knife to cut an avocado. So probably held a knife. What is up next on your list? Did you not wash your hair because you knew about it or it just so happened it was not your hair washed <laughs> It's pro- it probably just wasn't my hair wash day. I, I have red hair, so mm-hmm. I try to minimize the washing of hair as much as I can um, because it's already damaged. And keeping this red color is really hard. But yeah. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the next one, yeah, it's to clean your house before the new year, um, which take oh, away all good the bad one. stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and starting it fresh. Um, yeah, my family did that. Yeah. Nice. I think I might have actually cleaned my house just because I'm in um, a new room and we just kind of moved. So we, we've just been um, cleaning the place up. But I feel like that's a coincidence than following um, these rules. But I'm glad that I'm subconsciously following these superstitions that I didn't know existed. Yeah, the next one, I'm not sure if it's just for lunch or the whole day. But you're supposed to eat like vegetarian food. And why is that? Um, I think it's to like do no harm or something. I mean, I was vegetarian for lunch, but I, I ate meat at dinner time. What meat? I don't even know. I had to think back. My mom made like a shrimp dish, <gasps> pork yummy. dish, abalone, oh, like just a ton of meats. Whoa, that's a lot. Wait, yeah, do you call it abalone? Yeah. Is it not called abalone? <laughs> I call it, do I, do I call it weird? I call it abalone. I call it abalone, but I don't eat it often, so maybe I'm saying it wrong. I don't eat it often either, so I don't know, but that's just funny. Anyways, next. Oh, yeah, so the last one, and there's actually a lot more. These are just the ones that I heard growing up. Um, And, yeah, the next one is to wear, like, a new shirt or top or something new. So uh-huh. you're not starting off the year, like, poor, apparently. <laughs> so you, like, Ayo, have something new. Treat yourself. That's such a good excuse to go do a little shopping. Even though it doesn't have to be big. Like, you said, it's just a shirt or something. But that's so cute. Like, starting off the new year fresh. Kind of, like, why people would, in a new year, not Lunar New Year, but, like, New Year, like, get new clothes, change up their hair, blah, blah, blah. Like, fresh, fresh mm-hmm. looks for the new year. So I like that one. Yeah, so those those are all the superstitions I had to share for Lunar New Year. Yeah. Oh, that was so cute. I really enjoyed learning more about them, especially because I don't know any of these superstitions that existed. So maybe now that I know, um, it's something that I'll keep in mind for next Lunar New Year. But now that we're kind of just talking about our kind of differences and how we the Lunar New Year, like you following superstitions, me not really knowing about superstitions. So how do you and your family slash your culture celebrate Lunar New Year? And I'd love to kind of know the differences. 
Yeah. So I don't think my experiences is like representative of like Chinese or Vietnamese people because I know other Chinese and Vietnamese people separately and those who are a mix too and who don't do these things. So this is just like my my experience. Stephanie Dan's household. Yeah. 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 My household's experience. Um, so yeah, like I said, we typically clean the house um, the week before and we also like a ton of food like the day right before new year's and apparently that's the day you're supposed to eat with your family i thought you're supposed to eat together on new year's but for us apparently you're supposed to eat together on the night before why i do not know <laughs> but that is new year's eve one would yeah say. the eve is the one where we all sit together apparently um and i think some families like most families eat together but mine doesn't well, that's like one of the few times we do and yeah, so that's how we kind of celebrate leading up to it. But uh, my family is pretty interesting in a sense that like, well, other than after eating together, we get red envelopes and everything. And I used to have this with like my whole extended family. But this year, it's just been my smaller family at home because, you know, COVID and COVID. <laughs> so I didn't get to do that. But my family after the whole dinner um we kind of don't end Lunar New Year quite yet. We actually celebrate it for a few more days. Um, and when I say a few more days, I mean visiting temples, multiple temples, and doing the whole incense and praying and donating money and like writing good fortune by the people who work there. How do they do that? I don't know, but I know we go to them and they write something and it's like a good luck charm. Um, and then we pray. Um, so that that is how my family celebrates it. How many temples did you go this year? I haven't been yet. We go on the oh. weekends. Oh. Yeah. So do you think... plan on going at this weekend? I'm not going this weekend. I'm going next weekend. Um, oh. And the reason why is that, according to my parents, um, it's going to be super crowded this weekend. And God, he you. just doesn't want to come across a ton of people. No, that <laughs> so makes we're going to wait two weeks. But I think for the families who are like mine, they probably visited either last weekend or this weekend. And had like, it not been super crowded or like not COVID, would you last weekend or this weekend? Usually. Yeah, had, had it not uh, been gotcha. super like COVID and crowded, we would have went this weekend. Because I feel like my family has always been the ones that went like after not the week before mm -hmm. and there are people who go on the day of we just don't do like Monday to Friday like you know when it falls under Monday to Friday like if it was on the weekend we would weekday. go just my yeah weekday um but yeah I don't know how other people celebrate this because I do have friends who are like similar in background as me and like some of them just do like the whole incense thing at home which we do like on the day of, like we do it at home. We have a whole like altar and incense table, but my friends don't end up like visiting like multiple temples to do the incense thing. And like my family does. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Seems like a cute like tradition though. And something to always look forward to during this time. Oh, I used to hate going to temples. Now I like it. <laughs> I used to hate hey. it so much. I, like, this is my least favorite part of the year. Like Whoa, I love, I didn't, I I didn't loved, expect that. I love the dinner and I love the money and I hated what came after, which was like the long, temples. long car rides. Because back then, like an hour car ride felt long to a kid. It did. It did. And then going there and like walking and like I didn't even understand half the things that were going on and I yeah. was scared to touch fire and you know I was That's lost true. at the temple without my parents like it was a whole fiasco but now that I'm older I, I grew to admire the architecture of temples I love the architecture and like the smell of incense and all that we love a character development for the better <laughs> Well, like you mentioned, I don't think my kind of family's way of celebrating Lunar New Year is indicative of how Koreans celebrate Lunar New Year as a whole. But our family, we don't go as crazy of, with Lunar New Year is also because um, only my direct family lives in America and all my relatives and family, like grandpa, grandparents, everyone lives in Korea. But I do remember like a slight memory of like when I used to live in Korea um like Lunar New Year used to be like a really big thing and we did all like gather together 
together, did all like, you know, did the wear our hanbok, our traditional like clothing and do the bows to our um, elders, get the envelopes of the money. Like we definitely did all of that. But coming to America, it's just our direct family. I remember when I was a kid, I still had my hanbok, like traditional clothing. So I would wear it um, just to give it the Lunar New Year feels and then would bow to my parents and my parents would give me money. We would eat dakguk, um, which is rice cake soup, which I featured in one of our YouTube video last year. Um, I remember we, we did something like that last year, and that was a fun time. But anyways, yeah, we would do that. And even now, like, I don't really dress up or do the bow anymore. Um, but it's just the time to, like, gather with family and eat dinner together and eat dakguk, which is always good. And... Yeah, that's pretty much how I celebrate it. And I feel like it's definitely different from how, like, all Koreans celebrate it. I know Koreans also usually, when they're together, play this game called Yunori. And I don't, actually don't know how to play that game. Um, but it's basically, like, there's this four, like, sort of big wooden sticks that has, like, symbols. And then you kind of toss it and whatever it lands on means something different. And then it's, like, sort of a board game where you, like, throw the stick and then you like characters kind of play um go around on the board board game and you try to catch one another something like that but I never learned how to play it my grandparents know how to play and if when my big family used to gather together like I'm sure they played it together but even back in Korea now um it's COVID time so I know that um, traditionally people would have like come together, at least my family, and did, done a like really big celebration. But even in Korea, um, at least in my family, like I said, um, they don't really gather together all that much and they like to keep it direct families and stuff. So yeah, I feel like it's just as time goes on and also living in this COVID world and different generations, like I feel like culture change. But I think it's more about the symbols and importance of it that matters and will continue to carry on than like um, specific things. So yeah, that is how I celebrate Lunar New Year. Well, I'm glad to hear about all of it. I was going to say, I agree with you. It's like more about the symbol of it than like doing every single thing we used to do as a kid. And now we kind of like improvise too. Like instead of having large family gatherings, we just call up people and wish mm-hmm. them like well exactly yeah, yeah that's what I do yeah and obviously living families in Korea so it's more about like giving them a call because I'm really bad with giving people a call I feel like that's something I could improve on um but you know my grandpa always loved having an excuse to call and like see how we're doing and I also love checking in and seeing how they're doing and all the other people people in my family that I don't really talk to a lot so it's just a heartwarming day to we don't do everything that maybe we could or other families do i am curious like for you guys um like is red a lunar new year color for you or like no just i definitely would at least family that i know of like i said not like the most expert in lunar new year in the korean tradition just like not aware but i don't believe that red is really a lucky or a lunar new year color um but I'm curious, like, do you usually wear, like, traditional clothing or do you know if your culture usually wears, like, traditional clothing when you guys gather together and do these um, Lunar New Year celebrations? Yeah, I haven't in a really long time since I was a kid. And honestly, that's because my parents are just cheap <laughs> um, because for the traditional clothing, like, typically you, like, pick out, like, a fabric or design that you like and, like, they have to, like, make it from scratch to fit your, like, body size it's not something you can just go to like forever 21 and pick up and like no. go so like I, I haven't worn like traditional like Asian clothing in a long long time um, but whenever I visit like the temples I do see people like they actually do wear it that's um, so cool I love yeah. that and I'm, I'm curious like does a lot of your traditional clothing um, come in the red color and a lot of people wear the red color because it symbolizes luck or kind of symbolizes Lunar New Year and stuff or do you see usually a bunch of different colors in the traditional clothing that's what I'm curious about great question I feel like on the day of like um the day of Lunar New Year just dinner with your family 
you would probably wear like a, a red shirt if you have one just for good luck um but not like traditional clothing i'm just talking about like new clothes um, but when it comes to like traditional clothing um to the temple or whatever i feel like red is more so for like kids um like babies and other than that i mostly see adults and this is what i'm hearing from my family as well like they mm-hmm. were like colorful colors like pink purple white blue and usually red is just for people who are getting married um i did not know that married or babies <laughs> um usually red is not a color people just like really wear um and also because like asian weddings like i don't know about your parents but my mom had like three different outfits um but like the asian inspired one it was like a red dress yeah, my parents also wore hanbok and a traditional, like a classic wedding dress and stuff. But yeah, I was curious because I know red is like, like you said, kind of symbolizes Lunar New Year for you and it like symbolizes luck and everything. But in Korea and hanbok, um, we don't really see, or I don't, I, w- I don't want to say we don't really see red, but I think it's more a variety of colors. So it's not really specific to colors um so I was curious to see if like your traditional clothing it like tailored more towards red but that's something I'm surprised of that like it's actually more for people getting married or babies because I wouldn't have expected that so another great thing that I learned that I didn't know before yeah when I was a kid I had a red one like this was when I was like probably like two three and when I grew older but still a kid like eight nine I had like pink colors um kind of weird for me to buy a red one at that point um but I was actually curious like do you guys do like lion dances or like dragon dances or firecrackers I think maybe like firecrackers and stuff and I'm sure there's like these traditional like dances and stuff but I don't know if it's specifically like dragon um dances and everything um but I feel like it might be similar but not quite the same but like I said, really an experience, ex- ex- no, expert, expert at Lunar New Year in Korean tradition. So maybe I'm just not 100% knowing the facts. Yeah, no, n- neither am I. Um, it's interesting because this year, like on my Insta and Snap story, I've been seeing so many like people with their dogs and cats and giving them this lion dance costume. I think it's the most adorable thing ever. <laughs> um, but that reminded me of lion dances growing up or like dragon dances. And like growing up, I always knew that other cultures celebrated Lunar New Year because I was a mix. I wasn't like purely Chinese. Um, but then I know that there was that many different cultures that celebrated Lunar New Year. Like apparently like Mongolians and like Tibet and like Korea um a lot of other countries celebrate Lunar New Year and I was just curious like how Mm -hmm. would they celebrate it because I feel like out of them all I will say like Vietnamese and Chinese culture has a lot of overlap um and I don't see that overlap as much with the other Asian cultures Mm -hmm. and I kind of love that you kind of brought up all these different cultures that celebrate Lunar New Year because it kind of ties into the importance of calling it Lunar New Year versus Chinese New Year I'm not saying Chinese New Year is isn't right I think you know Chinese New Year is correct too but at the same time like Lunar New Year is more inclusive and like um we kind of mentioned it's you know, Chinese people celebrated, Vietnamese people co- celebrate it, Korean people co- celebrate, all these different Asian cultures celebrate it. So I just love being more inclusive by calling it Lunar New Year's. Agree. But also, um, I just thought of something, but I don't think this is specific to Lunar New Year. I think it's more specific to the New Year in general. But I know in Korea, they ring this bell. Um, and it's like goes on TV and stuff as well. And I think they ring it like three times or something and it marks the new year, which is really cool. And I was just trying to remember whether it was for lunar new year or regular new year, but I think it's for just regular new year, but it's also something cool to bring up since, you know, it is the new year, new year or lunar new year. I agree. I agree. But also this year the year of the tigers and guess what we're the year of the tigers so um i was actually really super excited to learn that it was year of the tigers because i was like hey yo maybe this is my year but then i heard from you some superstitions so why don't you lay it out for us 
I love how you're so excited to be Year of the Tiger because growing up, I did not like being Year of the Tiger. I know. You wanted to be the Year of the Bunny Rabbit. The one. Yeah. I say Bunny Rabbit Rabbit because it's right after just a few more months because I'm born like the very like late um, November. So I almost was a bunny, but sadly, I guess I was a tiger. I'm like very (laughs) vicious animals, dude. Like tigers are kind of vicious and like Scorpio, scorpions are hella vicious. Like I'm a very vicious um, zodiac. I know. I like tigers though. I feel like I resonate with a tiger for some reason. But then I'm a Scorpio too, which is like a scorpion thingy. Yeah. I don't know these um astrologies and what they mean but i i do hear scorpio a lot <laughs> yeah anyways back to um your the the superstitions. Yeah. superstitions i mean there's there's like a couple but i'll show like the one that i recently found out um is that apparently like your zodiac year is like your toughest year so like Basically, those born in Year of the Tiger is going to have a really tough year. And those, like, born in Year of the Ox, they just overcame their tough year. So now it's their lucky year because it's not their Zodiac year anymore. So it's quite the opposite. That's but crazy. I, I didn't know of this growing up. Like, my family never really told me this. Maybe my family just does not know about this. Um, but my friend Ashley was the one who told me this. And I also heard this on Janet's, like, story. Janet from Asian Boss Girl. So I have a feeling it might have originated from Chinese superstitions. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, I was actually excited for it to be like Tiger New- or Tiger New Year. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. <laughs> um, the New Year, Year of the Tigers, because I was like, hey, oh, maybe now because I'm a tiger, it'll be my year. And after I heard that, I was like, hmm, maybe all the hardships that I faced this month is due to that. No, I'm just kidding. I don't really believe in superstitions, but it is fun to have something to blame, right, when things go wrong. But we did start off the new year kind of in really interesting ways because you and I, we were in Vegas together and we had lots of canceled flights and we went for that trip for a fun time and we came back very stressed. But I mean, not to say that it was a good memory and it was a privilege to be there and everything, but it is funny how, you know, some things definitely went wrong in January too. And like, I feel like a lot of great things happened for me and a lot of hardships also came in the new year already. So you know, maybe it's good. I have something to blame. I'm like, oh, maybe it's just because it's a year of the tiger and I'm a tiger. <laughs> but what do you think of that superstition? Yeah, I mean, I just found out about it like two weeks ago, if not less. So I don't know what to think of it. It's nice to have something to blame, of course, for like a rocky start to the new year. But um, I also just take it with a grain of salt. Like, of course. Mm, thanks for letting me know. I still think good days are ahead of me, but 100%. You know. And I like to think of things like more positive too. So maybe we're the ones to overcome that superstition and it will be our year because it's the year of the tiger, you know? Think of it yeah. like more opposite. Yeah. I mean, like tigers yeah. are apparently brave, strong, courageous. So maybe it's overcoming the tough, the toughness that is mm-hmm. to come with being your zodiac. But, like, so something else that I heard a lot about being a tiger growing up, um, and so I didn't like it as much. Um, this is – it might just be a my family thing. I don't know if it's a representative of everyone in um, Chinese or Vietnamese culture. But according to my parents um, and their upbringing and, like, where they grew up in the streets, like, if you have a child and they're of the tiger, if it's a son, that is amazing. You're going to have, like, a super, like, strong, fierce, smart, intelligent – brave all that good stuff you know in a boy but if you have a child and it's a girl and they're year of the tiger apparently it's really hard to get married because a lot of men are afraid of women who are born in the year of the tiger because the the ferociousness um so many times growing up um because my family be like oh she's year of the tiger it's a good thing she's born in america because people don't know about the superstition if she was born back in our day in like vietnam i don't i don't think she's you know gonna find a family (laughs) so so funny no i definitely heard that growing up but i didn't i don't think our family actually took it that seriously like a funny side comment they would say like oh she's a tiger she's gonna eat whoever like she marries because I'm a tiger usually everyone like usually they're weaker than tigers and tigers eat them as like you know their meal and stuff so they'd just be like oh you're gonna eat them up and like basically make them have a hard time whatever but 
like I, I think it's more of like a funny comment that they'd say but I didn't I don't think they ever took it that seriously but it's funny that your parents like said if you were back in Vietnam you probably wouldn't get married <laughs> do, th- do you think they actually take it that seriously or do you think it's just like your family that takes it that seriously back in Vietnam I don't think my family takes it that seriously, but I do think there are some people, like, who get, like, arranged marriages. My parents didn't have that, um, or that my grandparents, but for the arranged marriages, they might be looking at every little detail about True. you. Like, oh, oh, you, you, you're a tiger. She's a tiger. Y'all aren't going to be a match. You need to find a bunny, something less ferocious. Let, let me yeah. pick this other person that's a better prospect for you, um, like the really olden days. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, for example, like, they'd be like, oh, like, if we were to marry someone who's, like, the year of the mouse, like, obviously, because, like, tigers are ferocious, like, you would be wearing the pants in the relationship and, you know, like, the marriage and stuff, and, like, you make them have a hard time because you're a tiger versus their mouse, which is, like, a bit weaker, you know? Fun story, apparently, like, and this is just probably my experiences and my family, but apparently, like, Year of the Rat and Year of the Tigers do not get along. Like, they're, like, sworn enemies. Um, hey, yo, I could see that because both of our <laughs> siblings are Year of the Rat. And, you know, sometimes I think, had you not been my sibling, we'd still be talking. Probably not. Probably would not be friends. But, you know, something about being a family really brings you together. <laughs> it does. I was actually curious, do you know of the Zodiac story of, like, why the order is the way it is? Because my mom didn't know. I, I had to tell it to her. I did not, but you told me. Oh, I, my mom didn't know. I had to tell her. Yeah, that, that's okay me. that I had to tell her. Yeah, but the rat won. I don't won know if my it. parents know or not, but they never taught me it. Um, the rat won the race. So apparently, like, Emperor God um, invited 13 animals, but only 12 made it to dinner. And um, I think whose first place just had, like, you know, a special place in the Emperor's mind. And the rat saw everyone, like, super big and super fast and saw himself as super small and tiny and knew that he was not going to win by himself um, with his own strength. So he hopped on the back of an ox and jumped right in front and won first place. So people are saying, like, those born in the year of the rat are very intelligent, Um but the tiger is also intelligent, too. And the tiger kind of won through its own strength. Um, so those who, like, two will always clash because of the strength and intelligence that they both bring. I don't know if this is true or not. Hey, yo. Kind of like our siblings, though, when you see it like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was actually curious. What, um, what's your parents? Do you know what their zodiac is? Yeah, they're both year of the chickens. They're both. They're, they're born in the same year. Because they were friends before, so yeah. Oh, that's about your cute. Parents? I can't do no like. Oh, one of them is a tiger, one of them is a rat. No, type of thing. no they're the same. Um, the my dad's a rat, um, and we do butt heads sometimes. That. But we also get along, so I don't know. Um, and my mom's dragon. And oh, like strangely, cool. I don't believe in superstitions, but I do believe it for hers because apparently there's a saying that those who are born in the year of the dragon are like super lucky. Like that is like the most sought out zodiac to be born in. Um, apparently, it's heavenly. It's different than the other animals. Um, it's a lucky dragon, and I feel like out of our whole family, like she's a lucky person. She wins the, you know, the slot machines and stuff. I don't know. I might be thinking too much into it. No, I, I agree. But I feel like everything maybe we're just like putting things so that it fits. But I do like you're talking about like our siblings and stuff and like our parents. Like there are definitely aspects of everything that kind of fit into each other. But maybe it is just us overthinking it. But like even not just with this, this is kind of off tangent, but like Koreans really believe in like blood type. type. And how, yeah, and like how blood types affect your personality and stuff and some people like really believe it where they're like they wouldn't marry a type you know for example a um or they think they wouldn't be friends with the type o for example but yeah like obviously in some weird ways i believe it too because there has been instances but it's like i do think you know sometimes it's just me overthinking and i'm just like trying to put you know fit it together but it is fun to know these things and how like um, what each one means to each culture and stuff, but who knows if it's actually 100%. And I don't think it is anything, but it's fun to know. Are you type B? I am type B. I remember you told me. 
Yeah, and my mom and my brother and my dad's type O, so he has a hard time because bees, I think, from what I know, kind of has like a strong personality and like strong and you know, kind of just like takes in all of it. Which I know you're a type O because I remember you told me. I am a type O. Um, I wonder if children follow after their mom because my mom and my sister and I are all type O's. I have no idea what my dad is. I have no idea. That that you have to go to um, bio and do the... Bio and science. Yeah. And do the diagram, like the big, big B, little B, (laughs) and do all of that, but... I, I love I love knowing the blood types and stuff too but it's actually really a big thing like when you go to Korea which is so different this is really off tangent but like when you go to Korea like when the first thing you do when you introduce yourself is cut your name your age your age is really important because it determines whether you can be friends with them or if they're your elder or if they're like younger than you and then the third thing usually like they do ask you like oftentimes like what your blood type is and that is, like, so strange because in America, like, you don't ask them your age unless you're kind of, like, in college and stuff. Like, you're asking, like, what grade are you in, you know? But, like, post-grad, you're not like, hey, how old are you, you know? Because you can just be friends with whoever, however they old they are. And then it would be really strange if you're like, what blood what type are you? Type? It's like, why do you need to know my blood type? You're trying to donate my blood or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If anything, you'd ask, like, where are you from? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where do but, you live? Mm-hmm. But going back to the year of the tiger. So obviously it's the year of the tigers and we're 23. This is kind of the last question um, before we wrap up our segment. But I'm curious, like right now, the year of the tiger should you should, if I did my calculation right, be either 10 years old, 23 years old or 36 years old. And then obviously above. Um, but what? Well, how was I just kind of want to like do some looking back and also some reflection. So, um, tell me about when you were 10 years old. Like, how was life when you were a 10 year old? Do you remember some memories? I need to think about what grade I was in when I was 10 years old. So, give me a second. (laughs) I actually need to, too. You should be grade five. Grade five. Wow. When I was, what was the question? What was life like at 10 years old? Yeah. Grade five. Um, I think I actually really liked grade five. I didn't love it, but I liked it a lot. It was also kind of hard, but I mostly liked it because where I come from, fifth grade is when you like graduate um, and go to middle school. I think it's a little different depending on what district um, or city you live in. But in my city, fifth grade is when you move on to the next school. So I liked fifth grade in a sense. I felt like I was like the oldest class in elementary school, got my shit down, know how everything runs, have a solid friend group, um, and I'm ready to take on the next journey in my life, which is middle school. Um, so I really liked it. But I, I don't think I would know that I would one day end up going to UCSB and study abroad and travel with a friend. Um post-grad and then be doing marketing all that stuff I don't think I would have seen that coming as 10 year old fifth grader yeah Yeah. I was just excited to be at the next step which is middle school cute actually we graduate and then go to middle school for seventh and eighth grade but um actually fifth year was a hard time for me and my family um because I didn't actually realize that 10 years old is fifth grade, so I didn't prepare this. But, yeah, like fifth grade, um, uh, at the end of almost a year before the school year ended, we actually got this notification from the government because we were currently on a green card. And they, I think they somehow, like, for some reason rejected our green card. And so I remember coming home one day after this after-school program, after, like, having a great time with my family friends and um got dropped off went home and like my family looked hella sad and they were like all serious in the living room and I was like what is going on I just came here with a good time and now like the mood is all like sad so I was like what's going on and they were like we have to go back to Korea and I was like there's no way I'm going back to Korea like what are you talking about and then my family was like oh yeah like 
something about green card getting rejected and like we literally had to get out and so I was like well I was young so I didn't even understand what these green card even meant and then I was like super confused and sad that I had to leave and I remember there was like this big like goodbye in fifth grade and then um I think I didn't even end the like school year before I left like I had like a week or two left but I had to like leave right away so I remember that was like a big like change in my life that happened but um obviously I'm back in America so things worked out so basically when I went back to Korea um in Korea and I think there was either some mistake or maybe there was more paperwork that we needed to fill out and then we came back fully on green card and then you know after a few years we got our citizenship so now now we're good now I'm still in America so everything worked out but it is crazy how fifth year in fifth grade but it was a rough time for me so it is interesting you know like as a 23 year old I feel like it's been a hard time because my life isn't great but it's like that transition from like college life to adult life like I feel like 23 like 22 23 was like really figuring adult world life out but definitely enjoying it so far how's your 23 year old life so far Stephanie I was gonna say the fifth grade difficult time it's the curse of the zodiac year I'm just kidding. no I was that's what I was like oh my gosh was it the year of the tiger that year because if it was, maybe I have something to blame now. Yeah, the curse is <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, 23. I mean, I've only been 23 for about three months, which is crazy. Because that makes How's me feel very, very young. Uh, how has it been? Uh, honestly, it's been kind of difficult. I will say it's been kind of difficult. The year um, of the tiger. <laughs> just the year of the tiger. It's been quite difficult. Um but I mean, I think as I get older, I, I don't think too much about difficult times past like a week, which has been great. Um, and I think 23 is definitely better than 21 when I was fresh, fresh out of grad. That was, that was a hard mm, time too. That um, is. But at that time, it was harder to move on after a week, I will say, of difficult times. And I feel like now I've kind of had like my, my footing, even though sometimes it does feel like just a month or two, I was still in in um 2020 like sometimes it doesn't feel like 2022 but I will say like the past year and a half um was a good enough time for me to get kind of situated um and that isn't to say I'm like super satisfied with everything in in life right now is 23 there's still a lot of things I want to do in my 20s and things I'm trying to manifest tell me about it no it's been okay it's been um adopting better mindsets and not getting too hung up on things for too long on unfortunate events mm-hmm. I agree and I think going back to like you know being fresh out of grad like that's the most difficult time I think it- when you're in school like in high school and college like everyone around you is basically in the same path as you you know so there's nothing like you have to compare yourself with a lot of the times because you're just you guys are all just in the same path and then suddenly you kind of graduate and everyone goes in such different paths and it's easy to kind of compare yourself and be like oh why am I not at that stage already or you know you kind of look at other people's life and glamorize their life versus yours or maybe sometimes even look at your life and compare your uh, other people's life to make yourself feel better I don't know but I feel like that's why it makes it hard because people are no longer in the same exact path as you so it's easy to feel like alone and like maybe sometimes like you're not good enough and all that so I feel like that's what you know especially post-grad was figuring that out and I feel like if anything, I guess it has been good in, as a 23-year-old because I feel like I kind of got that part out of the way. I'm like, I'm just truly like focusing on myself now. But like you said, at like 23, definitely still difficult. You know, it's like adult life and I'm not seeing like I'm a pro at adult life. Like now, you know, I feel like I'll never be. And it's like every day I'm like figuring that out slowly. And if anything, I realize that adults, like when you're younger, you think they have everything together and they know all the answers. But the fact is they don't. And I'm sure like no one knows. And we're all just kind of like taking it till you make it. But also at the same time, like every day you learn something new and every day you're growing. So that's what I've been doing as a 23 year old. Very, very insightful gonna mm-hmm. be 24 soon oh let's not talk about that <laughs> that it, we can talk about that when the time comes but you know 13 years from now 
it'll be 36. So how do you picture your life as a 36-year-old? Yeah, I'm sure at 36, life will have its own life challenges for that age and stage. Um, So I'm not going to, like, disregard that. But 36, I hope um, hope to have a house, hopefully, um, to be a homeowner. That is a goal of mine at some point in life. Um, I hope to have a family or um, about to start a family would be great as well <laughs> we love hopeful I, yeah I mean either have a family or a partner and I'm gonna start a family soon um just because uh, yeah age is just a number but I, I do feel like past you know like 38 it's gonna be pretty hard to you know have your own child um so yeah. 36 is not too far from 38 so I hope either in the plans of having a family or going to start a family and I guess at 36 I hope to have a better grasp of um, work-life balance and also like now I'm saying like things still get to me they do still get to me they just don't stay with me for so long like a week I'm like over it I hope at 36 like I can just be upset for like you know a few hours and then move on (laughs) like next thing I hope my mindset is just that great at that point you know that I can like better control um just the way I feel and think about things and have more time to just you know self-reflect and move about and enjoy daily life um, without those overbearing overthinking thoughts Mm -hmm. how about you yeah for me I feel like a lot of the similar things but it would also be great if I was a homeowner another goal of mine as well but also, I hope that by then, too, like, I'd have a family um, because I've always pictured getting married, like, late 20s, but I, I'm he- out here as a 23-year-old, and I don't know if that's going to happen, but I do hope, like, maybe early 30s, so by 36, I'll have a solid family together, and then also, hopefully, I am still either in my current career or a different career or doing something that makes me, you know, use my brain and, like, get myself going. Like, I hope I'm doing something still um, that, you know, gets my brain worked up. Um, Because I don't really see myself, like, not doing anything just because that's just – I, like, always want to, like, you know – um, grow and learn and especially in this my career right now like marketing I always enjoy learning more about the field that I'm at but then also I hope like you said a better grasp at work-life balance if I'm still at the career that I'm at right now and then also hopefully I have like different hobbies that I like to enjoy that's beyond just work and beyond like my family like I hope I have my own individual interests and things that makes me happy and I devote my time and effort into doing those because it's easy to forget to do Um, little things and activities that make you happy because you get busy with life but I think it's super important to make time for yourself and like even go on solo activities and solo dates and do you know um, things that make me happy so I hope I'm doing that and um, have more of a solid grasp on the adult world because like I said adulting has been difficult and hard and a difficult um, transition. But I think by then I'd be more settled. And I don't think, like I said, adults know everything. So I don't think I at 36 I'll know everything. If anything, I'll continue to be growing. But at least at a better stage than I am right now. So that's how I picture 36 to be like. And I remember there's this mu- uh, movie, like 30, flirty, and thriving. Something like that. Or it was a saying in a movie. And I hope that I'm 30, flirty, and thriving. (laughs) Because I feel like this day and age, um, people kind of fear growing up and, like, getting older, especially women. And I feel like I feel that, too. Like, we're in our 20s, and I feel like we're still fearing, like, getting one year older and being like, oh, I don't want to grow one year older. Like, oh, I can't believe I'm 23. Like, I do that, too, sometimes, you know. But if you look at a grand scope of things, like, 23 is still very young. And I think, like, when we're 36, 
we're going to think 36 is really young when we're 50 and when we're 50, like when we're 80, we're going to think like 50 was super young, you know? So I hope that, you know, I'll keep that in mind when I'm like in my thirties, like that I'm still young and I have a lot ahead of me. You love to hear it. I was going to say when I was younger, I like really wanted to grow up faster. Like I really wanted to, to age to the next age and like freedom and like, you know, school and like study abroad and all that type of stuff but then once I hit like 21 I wanted time to you know slow a little more but it's funny because like um it's like I want to go through the the 20s and the 30s apparently those are the fun times I don't know so they say and then I want to like skip all the way to like 65 and become like an old grandma is it because you want to retire and (laughs) no and just (laughs) no it is not then why do you want to be a grandma um I feel like at that point like I I probably would have given up a lot of things in my mindset that I can probably truly live a more zen life you know having seen the world so much um probably like if I if I don't have a family I probably would give up trying to have a family hey never give up you never know you never know you never know if I don't end up being like a I don't know, like a VP, a CMO, CEO. At that point, I don't really care. I just want to do things that makes me happy in my day to day, right? Um, and taking those like long sunny walks. Like I don't really care if I'm not like at the event or club or whatever that everyone's at. Because like I'm like 65 here. I just want to enjoy the sun, the park, the coffee shops. Like, and at that point, I probably would not even be that. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll be on social media. Maybe, I don't know. There are some old people on social. Maybe I'll be one of those. Who who knows? But I feel like I'm just saying at that point, that jump skip, I probably would have let go of a lot of things and truly enjoy each day as is, as a simple old lady. So I'm excited for that. Love that for you. I'm sad to hear that you have long ways to go before you're 65. Uh, I, I don't want to be 65. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I... Want to live the twenties and the thirties, and then like and then skip, skip the 65. skip the the forty and fifties. Hey, but our parents are thriving in their fifties, and I think my parents thrived in their forties. I feel so. like forties are tough, man. Your kids are like the the preteens, probably or the teens. I don't <laughs> know, funny. like the, the toddlers. They're not cute little babies, but they're not grown adults yet. Hey, you never know. Maybe you'll get a cute little baby when you're forty. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But. I love this conversation, but sadly, it's the end of our second season, episode two. And thank you so much for tuning into our Knowledge Quiz College podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to learn more about us, we have new content every Thursday. So be sure to check out our Instagram, YouTube, and blog, which is also at Knowledge Post College. You can now support Knowledge Post College via anchor payments starting at 99 cents a month. Chat soon next Thursday.